This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. We're coming to you on Tuesday the 31st of October, Halloween. And today we're talking all about Apple's scary fast events. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Well, it's no, no Sean Priest today. Um, that's no surprise because uh, Sean couldn't care less about Apple's scary fast event, so he decided to sit this one out. Instead, we have Michael Babcock from the Unmute Presents podcast and about 8,000 other podcasts. So how are you doing, Michael? <laughs> I'm doing well, Stephen. It was scary fast, wasn't it? It was scarily too fast for me, if I'm perfectly honest. 30 minutes, to be precise. Anyway, uh, also, Damasi Thomas is here, also from uh, Technically Working, the podcast, and 8,000 other podcasts along with Michael. Um, how you doing, Damasi? Uh, doing great. Glad to be here. If only Sean would have known how scarily fast it was going to be. I know. have joined us. And we got the benefit of the extra hour, at least here in the UK, because Europe's gone into winter. Uh, a very dark winter, going by my news channel. Um, but uh, yes, we're officially in winter now. Uh, also, Janine Stanley's here from, well, I was going to say from Ira, but you're not from, everyone knows you from Ira, <laughs> but you're not here under Ira, um, nope. the Ira fedora, shall we say. Nope, not tonight. No, no, <laughs> no. I actually have the own. Ira headscarf on tonight because I've oh. got the radio hair today. So Radio yeah. <laughs> hair. I like Radio that. hair is being hidden under the Ira scarf. I've, I've definitely the radio here. Um, I am here. <laughs> do you know, I, I, I got up this morning. Uh, no, I, I actually, I say this morning. I don't even know when this morning was anymore. I think that was yesterday uh, by this stage. And uh, I got up at like 5.30 in the morning. My intention was to have a nice long lie-in so that I could prep myself for the event because the event happened here in the UK at midnight. So I thought, you know, I'll get a good sleep and I'll be fine. I couldn't sleep. Could not get back to sleep. So I've been up for what feels like 24 hours and uh, still still going. So, you know, go me. Um, <laughs> dedication. You are definitely a hero. So I, that is some real impressed. dedication. Commitment, yeah. I should be committed. Uh, but anyway, let's get into it. So Scary Fast event happened. Um, you know, it's funny. Every time Apple does an event, I always think to myself, okay, this is great. You know, lots of great content for the show. We're going to get really excited because lots of new products. And there was talk of new um, MacBook Pros, talk of new iMac, maybe even an iMac Pro, talk of new iPads, talk of possibly even new accessories with USB-C. And um, I think we're left a little bit uh, wanting. So for those who didn't watch the event or involve themselves in it and, and come and listen to us for the answers to all of this, um, I think we should maybe talk through. Yeah, we don't have anything. We've, we've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, in fact, you know, Ginny, you've just bought a Windows PC, haven't you? Tell us about that. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's not here yet. So oh, right. it's okay. uh, going to be a fun weekend in this Stanley household. Oh, don't you just love setting up a new computer? Isn't it the greatest? Uh, yeah. uh, it'll be so much fun. I can hardly wait. How dare you? That is that you are. I'm, you are spoiled. I wish I was in your house because I would be setting up for you and I would be joyous. <laughs> Well, my husband told me, you know, I'm not going to help you. And I said, that's fine. I, I think I can do this myself. Okay. You know, so he's a Windows guy. And uh, I told him I wasn't going to help him on the ancient iMac that I got working 
over oh. the weekend. So, yes, I actually have a 2013 Retina iMac out there that still starts up now, you know, busy, busy, busy beach ball of death uh, at just about every move you make. But, it, <laughs> you know, I'm sure if it didn't have voiceover, it would probably not be horrible. No, I don't know. I was, we were actually talking about this, Damasi, weren't we, during the event? I was talking about my 2011 MacBook Air 11-inch. Yes, oh. that was a very nice machine uh, in its day. I was shocked you still had one of those. I still use it as well. I use it for a note-taker, and it is so nice. I mean, you know, okay, it's not that capable anymore, but it works with Google Docs, works with certain websites. A lot of applications don't work anymore, but that's okay. You know, more often than not, you can get away with it. It does the job. You do get the busy, busy a lot, but <laughs> that's okay. And it's kind of expected. It is funny though. The only thing I, I don't like about going back to those older Macs is the the feeling that at any given second it is going to burst into flames because it heats up. It's <laughs> true. Fans yes. are going, and you're like, all I've asked you to do is open Chrome. And goodness, I remember buying. I remember getting a, a twenty. I think it was a twenty twenty. Or maybe it was a 2019 MacBook Air. It was just before the M series came out, and I remember getting this, and it was the Intel MacBook Air, and I was doing some web testing for this company, and they said to me, uh, "Can you open up Chrome and go into this website?" And I said, "Sure, no problem." And I've got them on like Teams on the on the Mac on the Mac, right? So they are on Teams. Oh no! I open up Chrome and I can't even hear them talking over the fan noise, and I'm convinced that this screen is steaming up with with smoke because I I cannot. I'm like this is I'm I'm getting warm sitting next to this thing. Unbelievable! So that's one thing. Notice that did come up today in the event the fan. So Mm. yeah, it it is an issue. So M3, Michael. why is M3 important? This is the new chip, of course, that Apple has just announced. Well, why is that important? Why does anyone care? I don't know, because I just bought a brand new M2 Air, and someone said, you you made a mistake because you bought a brand new M2 Air, and they're going to probably release a new M3 Pro, or some, some people thought an Air. Mm. I don't see the biggest difference. Did anyone notice that they weren't comparing it to the speed differences between the M2 and the M3, but they sure were making that comparison between the M1 and the M3? They were saying it's like 50% or something difference between M1 and M3, whereas I think the difference was like 15 to 20% difference from M2 to M3. So it wasn't a huge difference. Um, A huge difference between those two chips. And then the M... Three, I think they said, was 30% faster than the M1. So that's not necessarily a huge leap. Also notice that they didn't really compare the speeds to anything else out there on the market, Um, which for marketing purposes, obviously, they're going to try to put it in its best light. But it doesn't really give somebody who's kind of on the fence, do I buy a Windows, do do I buy a Mac, any sort of real comparison. Like you're kind of left to go do that homework yourself. I'm going to guess... They had a graph on the screen with uh, no marks on it, you know, just 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 like a line goes that goes into yeah. the sky, and it's just like it's this fast, you know. I love those lines. I remember that was the first graph that came up with the M1. I always remember, just remember this graph. It was just a line. It was just a line that went up into the sky, like someone just, just squiggled on a page, and it was like, yeah, it's that fast. 
Wow, cool. Based on what relative to what? No idea. Relative Although to it did air. kind of feel like that, though. When, it when did. I first got yeah. one. It That's did feel like that compared oh, to the yeah. Intel that I was using. Oh, yeah. So have you tried an M1 or M-series yourself, Janine, at all? I have an M1 Mac Mini sitting right over here to my left. And I have to say, whoa, the difference was incredible. Mm. And uh, I went from uh, the computer I'm on right now is a MacBook Pro 2020, well, the last of the Intels. So it it is starting to get very slow. I'm starting to get the, uh, you know, the beach ball of death again. And so, you know, it was time to change. But boy, I had no idea. Just the, the increase in speed. It's amazing. And things actually work with it, like um, audio processing devices and things like that. You know, they actually work with it without having to plug it in and unplug it and plug it back in five times. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it actually works. <laughs> what an ad. That's a, that, that is a, I have to say, that is a, a brilliant ad. Not only does it just work, it actually it works. It actually works, yes. <laughs> Now, Michael, what are you? You've got your M2 Air. Um, now, th- this is a, a, this has been a bit of a bone of contention between you and I for a while because you've uh, not had a computer with a screen, and as you know, as, as I've been talking about on the show for a little while, and people don't seem to like me talking about computers with screens in them for some reason. Um, but when I when I suggest you know, hey, get an iMac, everyone you know jumps down my throat. Um, but you didn't have any computer with a screen. And um, basically, that meant you were an idiot because you couldn't get yeah. into WhatsApp. You couldn't scan that QR code and get in there. Uh, you've rectified that, though, right? Well, you've, you've bought the wrong that. computer, clearly. But, you know, yes. you've rectified yeah. it at least. Well, you know, a, a, a little better than what it was. And I have yeah. to admit, uh, Mallory, my wife, said, you know, if you had a screen here, it'd be a lot easier to help you when things weren't accessible. So mm-hmm. I can't argue with the <laughs> not having a screen thing because the Mac Mini is great, especially for a blind individual. But the minute you want to sign into WhatsApp, there isn't an alternative. The minute you oh. want to uh, I was sending Stephen messages the other day because I finally got WhatsApp and uh, that was nice. But the minute you need help with something not being accessible, which sadly we run into more often than not yeah. on the Mac, then uh, you can't get help unless you plug in a screen or you pull a screen off the desk and get it all connected and everything. So I'm glad I got the MacBook Air because it's all in one. Although whenever I have the screen open, Demasi has the best of both worlds because he has it set up so he can use his MacBook if it's closed or use it closed. And then if he needs to use the screen, I think you just open it up or you're using an iPad for a screen, aren't you, Demasi? Uh, I was briefly doing that testing the because uh, I never got a chance to play with Sidecar and I was curious if it was going to have any sort of accessibility uh, and Sidecar is that feature in Mac OS where you can project your oh, yeah. uh, Mac screen onto the onto an iPad that's nearby mm. and uh, not super useful from a screen reader. Look, I was trying to get touch Mac OS is really what I was after. That did not happen. Uh, but for a situation where you don't have a screen, so if you are running a headless Mac mini, uh, an iPad, even an iPad mini can quickly serve as a screen for scanning QR codes. Glad I didn't tell Michael that before he came to his senses. <laughs> yeah, go buy an iPad so you can, uh, get this qr code Uh, (laughs) it's like the weirdest collection of gadgets that we need in order to do things but it's interesting because i am i found on the pc that i had this problem with whatsapp i don't know why with whatsapp specifically but 
if there was nothing plugged into the PC, WhatsApp just didn't work. It just wouldn't, it would just tell me I was on the WhatsApp window, but it was as, it was as if nothing was in the window. And only when I would plug in the HDMI cable to a monitor, that's when the WhatsApp app was functional. And I thought, that's a bit weird. So it obviously requires the PC side anyway. It definitely needs to have some kind of indication that there's something connected to it. And the same thing happened with Ira. I'd contacted through the Ira remote desktop um, asking them to you know, look at the screen and they just said, no, there's nothing there. The screen's blank. And of course that involved me, you know, finding a really long HDMI cable and reading it across the room to get to a monitor. And, you know, as soon as I plugged it in, the agent said, yep, there we go. That's it. Wow. Now that's that's interesting, Stephen, because technically we are supposed to be able to run without a camera because a lot of folks do not have, you know, cameras on the older desktop computers. Mm. And so we fixed it so you could operate without a camera, but I think you have to turn it off in your um, device configuration there on the desktop webpage for Ira. It wasn't so the camera can... though, it was the it was the fact that they couldn't see Mm-hmm. They but couldn't they see should, the screen yeah, at all. They should be able to see that screen, though. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So I, I haven't tried it on the Mac, but certainly not without... Because what I did was when I bought the Mac Mini, I put in it the HDMI dummy. Uh-huh. And I haven't tried it without it, to be perfectly honest. I don't know if either of you guys have, but I, I've never it tried it. It works no. without it. Yeah, I was able to see the yep. screen without the yep. screen connected on the Mac Mini. Yep. I know well, that good. for sure. Yep. And what's, what's the deal now with setting up? I know we're kind of going off tangent here, but, but what's the deal with setting up a Mac these days? Do you still need a monitor at the beginning stages or can you can you just set up a Mac, a Mac, Mini, a Mac Mini I'm talking about from yep, scratch without anything yeah. connected? Set it up from scratch, no monitor. Yeah, you can set up yep. without anything, yeah. Mm, yep. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, so the M3 processor is out. So this is, uh, it, you know, it feels in some ways like evolution here, right? This is, I think, yeah. partly... What Apple are trying to do here is get everything in a row again, because it feels like for a long time we've kind of had this mix of M1 and then M2, and it was all coming out so quickly. Um, I mean, look, there's a lot of people who are not going to buy this machine, these machines that have come out today. They are not going to be bought by a lot of people, who, especially those who've just went out and spent lots of money on M2 and M2 Max or whatever. You know, They're not going to go and buy the M3 version, but there are a lot of people still sitting there with Intel Macs. And, and did you notice how, how hard they were pushing that during yes. the event? Yeah, yeah, they really did push that. And, and I think that's probably right. You know, the M1, the M1 people might be thinking it's time for an upgrade. I mean, I, I would argue if you've got an M1 Mac, if you've got an M1 Mac Mini, even the base Mac, it is fine. It's absolutely yes. fine. I agree. Yep. I've still got mine. The, the original one I bought back in, 20, I think it was when it was launched in, in 2020, and I was like, I have to buy this. And I bought it, and I thought this is just a great machine. It's so, so cool. I mean, the speed was just like like you, Janine. It was just so yeah. fast in comparison. I had a sixteen inch, you know, it was a fifteen inch MacBook Pro at the time that was Intel, and it was like beefy machine. Intel Core i nine processor, thirty two gig of RAM, one terabyte solid state. This thing was a powerhouse. And the M1 base Mac Mini, eight gig the RAM, base one. yeah, mm-hmm. eight gig RAM, you know, no pros, <laughs> nothing, just M1, and it was fast as anything. 
and it blew this thing out of the water. And I thought, no way. How is that possible? It just blew my mind. And I think what we've kind of been spoiled by that because now we're moving forward. It's only 30% faster. You know, but it's like, it's still a huge difference. And anyone coming from Intel will definitely notice the difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm curious if um, Apple's positioning here is going to kind of end up with the M series chips and the Macs the way some iPad users are, where people hold on to their iPads a whole lot longer because the hardware is so capable day one when you purchase it and it just lasts and lasts and lasts. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's one of the reasons they're leaning so hard towards those M1 people like, hey, maybe you want to think about upgrading here, though. <laughs> Uh, before they get into that cycle of, you know, there are people still using the first generation iPad Pro because that hardware was was crazy fast when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Scary fast, you mean? Scary fast. There you go. <laughs> hey, what about this one guy who didn't get the memo? <laughs> yeah, I know. One, some guy said crazy fast. And it's like, oh, I no, think he meant scary. No, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, wicked fast. Wicked was it fast. Wicked fast. Wicked fast. fast. Yes. Yeah, he was on yeah. the theme. He was on the theme. He was on the right area. But I mean, I, I think you know. Here's a question, right? Are, are are Apple perhaps going to be victims of their own success here with this? Because the M series, especially that early M1, I mean, considering that was out the gate, you would expect that to be filled with problems and bugs and issues. And I think everyone thought that was going to be the case. I certainly thought that. I thought, you know, this is going to be. I'll buy this and I'll have endless problems. And I just didn't. I had no issues at all. Everything worked perfectly on it. And even better than before. And the even better than before is fine, but the fact there were no problems just amazed me. And the fact that that machine is still as active today and is still as good today as it was then. You know, like you say, Damasi, you can have these machines so much longer. But Michael, is this the problem with for Apple that, you know, getting people to buy the products now might be more challenging, especially to upgrade a Mac? I think so, because there is, you don't need more than the base any m processor uh honestly i'm running eight gigs of ram not crazy on that uh i have an external hard drive and of course this one's the m2 the only reason we went through a huge separation of m1 and m2 macbooks between my wife and i and why she ended up with an m2 as well is because she didn't like the form factor it had nothing to do with the performance but the form factor which is what brought her back over to the m2 air she didn't like the format of the what the style of M1. the M1, so the kind yeah, of the thin like edge the one. Yeah, yeah, ah. the one that comes to that wedge. She doesn't like that. She ultimately wanted a MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, which it looks like the Touch Bar is now officially gone because it is not on the 13 inch Pro. Well, yeah, let's talk about the the Macs There's they did no announce. Yeah, let's talk about the ones that they did bring out. So they brought out two, well, arguably three models, I suppose. So in terms of the processors, they've brought out M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max, which basically means M3 Basic, M3, you know, if you think you're professional, have this one, and M3 Max, if you've got money to burn. Um that's that's exactly how they're marketing it. I guarantee that is exactly how they're marketing it on the website. And, you know, that is going into, at the moment, MacBook Pros. So two models, of course, 14-inch, 16-inch, but that 13-inch one has disappeared. And I'll be interesting to check in the website. I don't know if any of you guys are going to be checking it right now, but I think they will have probably updated it by now. Uh, We're recording this just after the event is finished. But 
you know, I, I wonder if they will have deleted the 13-inch MacBook Pro from the website because that that was the last one, really. And I, I think that some people thought that may come back in some form. Oh, I was hoping. Were you? Really? I really like the 13-inch one, but I'm probably the only one out there. I don't think you were because there's a reason they held on to it. There must have been a reason. Because, and it was almost like entry-level MacBook Pro, but was there a need for an entry-level MacBook Pro? I mean, that's what, an, that's what MacBook Air is, isn't it? I would say so. I would say so at this point. And it looks like the 13-inch Pro with Touch Bar is gone. It is gone. Sight. Well, there you go. So, I mean, and that's no surprise, but it does mean the Touch Bar is dead. (laughs) Hallelujah. I mean, look, I I liked the Touch Bar. I I said this the other day. I just think if it was built above the function row key as an additional row, I think that would have been much better. And I think it might have lasted the test of time. There's even talk of it becoming like a, a separate thing or maybe even becoming back as, you know, forming part of the magic keyboard. Um, but none of that was on show. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I'll be honest, guys. This was a, a bit of a tame event as Apple events go. I mean, 30 minutes was all it was. We talked about processors. Then they talked about the M3 going into the MacBook Pros. Um they did, however, have one product that came out that I was uh, a little bit, well, maybe unsurprised, I suppose. I was kind of expecting because I'd seen rumours about it. And, of course, the whole theme was around Halloween. But they did actually bring up the matte black. Oh, sorry, they don't call it that. They call it space black version of the MacBook Pro for Halloween. Uh, yeah. Max space. in space. <laughs> space black, to be precise. Um, yeah. Matte black, space black, um, which is just a few shades probably darker than space grey. Yeah, I would um, say so. Yeah. I mean, it's black, right? Just call it what it is. And um, I have to say, part of me is quite intrigued by this. Why? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? That as soon as I heard that, I thought, okay, now you've hooked me. I want this. Yeah. I mean, it happened to me it's too, though. New. We were talking about it during the mm-hmm. event. No, it's not so much that it's new. It's when they said Space Black. My first comment was, oh, this was the purpose of the whole event, was to tell everybody that it's now in Space Black. Mm-hmm. And my second mm-hmm. comment was, but it does kind of make me want it, though. Yeah. <laughs> And it's got greater resistance to fingerprints. Yay. I think they've learned from the Midnight uh, MacBook Air because the Midnight MacBook Air, by all accounts, was terrible for fingerprints. So maybe they've learned from that. I wonder if it's a different material they use for the Pro versus the Air. It it might be. Um, But, yeah, again, it's one of those things. It's purely aesthetic. It means nothing. I mean, I'm sitting here with an M1 Pro in my MacBook Pro, and I'm kind of I've been looking at it for the past week, thinking maybe I should upgrade this. And I was even thinking at the time before the event was announced, I was thinking of upgrading it to an M2 Max. And now I'm thinking to myself, hmm, M3 Max, matte black, oh, that would be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> that would be really nice. The thing for me, though, right? The thing when I look for a new MacBook is, and it's the most annoying thing about it is the hard drive capacity because you can get it up to about one terabyte off the shelf. But if you want to get, say, two terabytes or even four, or even if you want to go as far as the the max, which is eight, maybe Mm. that's gone up a little bit more since, but the max out certainly beforehand was up to eight terabytes. You'd be paying so much more money. I mean, you'd be quadrupling. You could buy two Mm. computers. 
Yeah, good. Two decently spec computers, max yep. for that price, just for the hard drive cost, or or one real display. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could pay, you know, a significant amount of money for it. And look, you know, for me anyway, for the kind of work I do, and especially as I'm involved in video work now, hard drive space is a premium for me. I mean, it really is because I am I am forever running out of disk space, and I once I, I did that. This is the thing. I've got this MacBook Pro. And it's got a terabyte SSD in there, and it just runs out all the time. I'm forever getting messages saying, you're running out of space, you're running out of space. And I just can't work like that. You know, I can't do one I can't do one set of interviews and then run out of hard drive space and have no room to edit them. You know, this, this is a problem. So I'm going to have to spend the money and at least double that or maybe even quadruple that that space. But the, the cost is the, is the problem. It jumps up so much. And, of course, you can't just open it up like you could in the old days and just stick another drive in there. Or, I mean, I can with my Lenovo laptop sitting here. I could easily just open that up, and as I did, I put a two-terabyte SSD in there, and it's it's a brilliant machine. I, I just I use it all the time because I love it because it's got all the space I need. These are the, these are the challenges. These are the this is the hard reality of my life. Aww. Please feel sorry for me. Um, <laughs> so so I have a question. When you're doing all this video processing, is there a reason why you don't? Um, well, I guess it would add to maybe latency, but process things from an external hard drive. Is there a reason not to do that? It is a lot to do with uh, when you're accessing 4K files or whatever. You know, the, the, over a hard drive. Even you know, even a really good hard drive that's using Thunderbolt four, for example, it's mm-hmm. not going to give you the kind of throughput you need quick enough okay. to be able to that's, access. That's what I thought, but that's I just wasn't sure. Yeah, no, like, I know like, with the audio a, it's easy, but <laughs> well, even with audio at times, you know, and if you get any it's, break yeah. in that connection, you've you've Oof. lost a lot, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, and it's interesting because you guys are all Reaper fans, um, and I, you're into Reaper, aren't you, Janine? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just not into Reaper yet, and I need to fix that because that is that is going to be. I'm I'm kind of playing with Final Cut at the moment. That's an absolute nightmare. But I'm I'm slowly. Fi- I mean, I started with iMovie. I've also started with. I mean, I actually started with QuickTime, which is the simplest way that of doing something. Hand, but it is. I mean, you know, if you just want to clip something, that's it. That's all. I, and sometimes that's all I have to do. Sometimes I'm just clipping some video, although. I did have a rather hilarious experience with the TV guys the other day. So I had to create a clip of an interview and they said, could you, you know, you can clip, can't you? And I said, yeah, 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 okay, I'll clip it, no problem. And I was kind of like over-egging it a bit. I'm like, yeah, 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 no problem. You send anything you want. I'll clip anything. Yeah, no problem. So I sent them back a clip. I don't know what button I pressed in between it, but I actually sent the whole video. Not ro- not in landscape, but I rotated it somehow. So it was like side on. I don't know what I did. I don't even know how I did it. I didn't know that's a function. So, you know, clearly a lot of work to do there. But um, but it is interesting, you know, and, and it, the thing is, when it comes to MacBook Pros, they are designed for the creatives, the content creators. And I never really thought of myself in that league. But when you play around with the MacBook Airs and even the early Mac Minis and stuff, you kind of realize, mm, and when you when you start to go to the pro, you see the value in it. You know, when you're doing these projects, you can really tell the difference. And the MacBook Pro really is at that level. But it, it's, you know, because a lot of people might listen in and think, well, hang on, would this be of interest to me? Would this be of something that I could use? I mean, yeah, there's, there's always a reason to use it. I think if you're going to get into the world of content creation, it's worth considering a pro, maybe a 14-inch base level pro might do you. But for most people, they're not going to buy this. 
MacBook Air is going to do the, do the job. I, I, you know, a, a Mac Mini would do the job for most people. Or, of course, and we'll talk about this in a second, the iMac. We'll get to that in just a moment. <gasps> this is Double Tap. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap. We must change that to X at some point, because it's no longer Twitter anymore. We don't call it Twitter. Get the uh, people on that one to fix that. Anyway, um... It's <laughs> not so arrogant, doesn't it? I'll get the people to fix it. Come on, people. What are you doing with your time? Um, so, uh, yeah. iMac is out with M3. Not M3 Pro, not M3 Max, but base level M3 is going into the iMac. Now, look, I have got a little bit of heat over the past few days about my comments on iMac seems to trigger a lot of people when I suggest we should buy a computer with a screen as blind people. Um, so I'm going to go around the table on this one. Michael, I think you're on my side on this because you've realised the error of your ways, not having a screen. you got the MacBook Air, which makes sense. So I guess you're on my side, right? Um, yes, yes. I'm on your side, Stephen. Uh, I, I feel like you <laughs> need a I screen. I don't, I don't know if I need an iMac, though. And uh, luckily, the TV's on in the other room, so Mallory can't argue with me because she's been urging me to buy an iMac for years now. You do need a screen, though. Mallory's sighted, though, right? Yes. So you can kind of see the value for both of you having that, right? But is there a, a, a situation... Well, yeah, I know, and who wants to do that, right? <laughs> but, but how? I mean, is there a is there a good reason for a blind person to have an iMac? I mean, I'm I'm thinking here. Obviously, the the point is that it's not portable. I mean, it could be, arguably, it is very light. I mean, it's probably lighter than my MacBook Pro, to be perfectly honest. Um, but you know, is there a reason for you to to think about buying that? For your benefit in any way? I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that it has got the, you know, the speakers built in, the webcam built in. It's got the, it's got, it's the whole package in one cable, you know, that's, that's really why it draws me to it. But you can get all that in the MacBook or the MacBook Air too. And that's where I struggle with it is I don't know, I don't know that I want to have this big thing that I potentially could easily knock over. Whereas I guess I could knock the MacBook over, but you can get all that out of the MacBook too. And you get the portability, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's part of what it comes down to. Uh, and I actually, so I'm going to say some comments that I was going to email in with, with a recording, but I'll, I'll share those comments. So I you can do it live. Mm-hmm. Hang on yeah. a sec. Hang I'll on. St- Let's do this properly. <laughs> now here's Damasi with his comments. All right. So I do stand <laughs> with the Scott on getting an iMac. Uh, so I think the primary thing comes down to, first of all, what do you need, right? Portability versus non-portability. Steven has a couple of computers uh, so having an iMac as a desktop is something that he's interested in because of that. I like the iMac as a desktop simply kind of for the same reasons I want a space black MacBook Pro now, just because I want it, right? <laughs> it, it, it's like I'm not even going to – that's a part of it. Uh, but if you're in the market for a desktop, absolutely, I think a an iMac is a decent machine to have. Again, you're getting everything in one, including a fairly decent webcam, decent speakers, more ports that are usable. Uh, in, in a lot of cases. But if you're not looking for a desktop, I can see the pushback and saying, well, I just want a laptop. But I want to break some news to everybody who's been arguing about, you know, we don't need screens as blind people. Whether you buy an all-in-one desktop or you buy 
a laptop, you're paying or part of your cost is including the fact that that device comes with a screen. You buy an iPhone, you're paying for part of that screen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that is the kind of point I I think I've been trying to make in this process is you're paying for the screen regardless. Of course, you might spend less if you buy a MacBook, especially a MacBook Air. Um you know, than you would for so. So, if money's the only driver, then that's it, right? If, if if you're going to spend money and you want the cheapest option out there, then yeah, I can totally understand why you would go down that route. Um, but if you are considering this on, I, because it is difficult, isn't it? Because there, there is that problem, Janine, where you you know, a laptop gives you portability; it gives you the ability to move around and take it with you. And of course we can hook it up with headphones and we can have speakers and all that stuff as well. So we don't have to lose out on the audio and stuff. Well, you're going to be frightened to find out, Stephen, that I agree with all of you. I I had, I started out with an old MacBook Pro, really old one. Then we got the iMac that is sitting out in my sunroom now, pining away. <laughs> and I, it, the sound on these things is phenomenal. Mm. I mean... You know, blind people, come on. You've got this thing has six speakers in it. You know, it's just re- with now it's got the spatial audio, which I think will be fantastic. That will sound great on an iMac. And I've got a, a partially sighted person in my house who wants to learn the Mac because he's fed up with Windows and he loves the display on these things. And so, yeah, there there are reasons Um I'm hoping the ports are a little bit more robust than the iMac that I have, because within about two months of getting it, I had broken the headphone jack and one of the USB ports. So that was not a happy thing. And I don't know, I try to be careful and gentle, but apparently not careful and gentle enough. So um, and the guy at the Apple store said, yeah, you know, sometimes we have problems with the ports. Okay, great. Maybe you should just leave things plugged in all the time. Well, that would be great if it had 10 more ports, but, you know, not happening. But, yeah, I'm with you. There's no reason not to get an iMac. And it just looks cool. It reminds me of the Jetsons. I I think the thing, though, is for me, it is the sound, right? And I think people love to look past that. Or or maybe they don't. Maybe they just look at the, the machine sitting on the desk and kind of forget. But... The sound is a, is a huge element for us. Now, I, as, as I've said before, and people know this, I've talked about it plenty, I bought the studio display. And, you know, Sean, I think, laughed for a week when I told him that. He's like, what have you done? Why have you bought the studio display? What on earth do you need that for? Truth be told, I have no idea. But I love it for the all-in-one capability that actually gives any computer I plug into it. It's very good with the Surface Pro. Um, it's not brilliant with the Lenovo. There's some audio issues there. So sometimes JAWS will sound like that for a while and then it kind of picks itself back up again. It's weird. There's some kind of audio processing issues there. But obviously this is built to work with a Mac. So you plug in a MacBook to this, it's going to be, be amazing. And it is. You know, And you can have everything hooked up. I have mine. It is downstairs in my living room. And it just sits there. You know, my wife works on her Surface Pro and she comes in sometimes from work. She wants to work on it at night or during the day she has to maybe work from home. She can just plug in and go with it. It is the best monitor, I think, when it comes to connectivity. Because the problem for me is, and as, you know, if you're doing meetings, you want things to look good. 
mm-hmm. and you know you want to look your best on them and of course the cameras in there just make it happen so you get the good camera you get great audio great microphones you know i've tried a number of because when my wife was working from home during the pandemic we we bought a couple of monitors uh, but just maybe i think we bought two and i sent one back and they were monitors that had USB C connections instead of having you know an HDMI and then multiple Ooh. USBs and all that stuff because you could you could start to buy especially with the pandemic coming along although they were on sale before that you could buy monitors that had webcams built in and I bought a Dell one it was a twenty seven inch Dell monitor and it had a built in webcam had built in speakers built in microphone and everything and it sounded dreadful. Thank you. My husband has one of those, and I hate that thing. That's horrible. Oh, I mean, it's, I hate it, that thing. It, the laptop audio from the, the Lenovo was better, and it's dreadful. It, it was just terrible. We may as well just have listened off the Lenovo. And then the microphone, it was so muffled. The camera was dreadful. Although, actually, hilarious story, found out that, and this was about a year later, we found out that the plastic that covers the camera lens, we'd never no. take it off. That <laughs> would explain the camera's horribleness. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although, by all accounts, it didn't get any better. So, <laughs> But, you know, it was like a really washed out picture, apparently, that it had, and it was just a bit naff. And, you know, the Surface laptop camera was much better. But, you know, again, it's that thing, because my wife is low vision. She is, is looking at the screen. It's really close to her, you know, all the time. So, you know, if she's got the Surface Pro, the Surface camera can't see her because it's behind the monitor. So she wants to be on screen. She wants to be on camera. She wants to be using everything and doing everything professionally. And she just wasn't able to find a way to do it. And then when I plugged in the studio display, she was able to benefit from the large screen. But she was also able to really benefit from those features. And, you know, I just think that I'm not suggesting in any way. and I'm not suggesting anyone goes out and buys that. But, you know, because it's a very pricey machine but i got it with an incredible discount i say discount i traded in a lot of stuff and i got that as a result Uh, so i did save a lot of money probably lost a lot of money in the long run but you know we'll just skip over that well by now you can certainly get them refurbished too so that's and that's that's a really good point actually yeah and that's a really good point and i talk about this a lot actually because i think when people think about buying new computers Especially from Apple, they tend to think, oh, goodness, look at the price, really expensive. But you don't have to spend all that money. You can go and get refurbished and get high-quality goods. I've never bought Apple refurbished. I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have. bought Amazon refurbished, but I've never it's bought Apple. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's yes. pretty good. Yes, it so is. So is Amazon I... Renewed. So um, yep. if you're looking for refurbished products, uh, Amazon Renewed specifically, because that's been inspected by Amazon, right? It's not just, you know, me showing up on Amazon saying, hey, I got a used computer that's, you know, like new. It's like they've actually inspected these things similarly with Apple's refurb program. So you're getting good machines at a really nice discount which does help offset some of that cost. Uh, and I now have discovered why Steven still uses his 11-inch Air. He took that in to trade in to an Apple. He was like, no, nah, you keep that. We'll give you an extra $50 on your gift card if you take that's, that back with you. That's what they told me about my 2012 MacBook Pro. Just, well, you enjoy that now. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> Makes a good door stop. <laughs> It's funny because you can, of course, sell this stuff privately, but I honestly, I, I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want people coming to my house, you know, haggling over the price, you know, that thing where you put it up on whatever it might be, you know, whatever service you use, Facebook, classified ad, whatever it is. 
And then it's like, you know, so you put it up for $900 and they come in and say, oh, I'll give you five. And you're like, oh, come on. Whereas at least you go to the Apple store, you give it over, you know it's going to be recycled, probably into something they'll sell back to me in a year. And um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with it because it's easy for me and it does the gig and, you know, I get money off whatever I buy next. It's like a little treat to myself, you know. I, I now, like it. I know here in the States, and I don't know if um, Tomasi and, and Michael, if you can speak to this at all, but I tried to take back a few things to the Apple store and they said, no, we don't take them at the store anymore. Mm. You have to go online, you have to fill out a form, and then you get sent a box and a third party usually will uh, inspect it to make sure. And for some reason, all my stuff came back to me. Oh, it doesn't oh. work. And mm. I wait a minute. <laughs> so, and somebody told me was sometimes you have to send it in two or three times before, you know, they realize that, oh, you know what? You're just going to keep sending it back. It does work. But uh, I thought I could just take it to the store, but no, no such luck. So I've, I think it's important people shop around where you're going to trading your your equipment to because Apple may not give you the best deal for what you're doing, but you also may not have to deal with someone haggling you. So uh, we had a MacBook M1 and I had a Mac Mini M2 and Apple would not take that Mac Mini back. Um, I think it's because they may be getting ready for a new Mac Mini, but it on their trade-in site, there's absolutely no way to trade in that M2 Mac Mini that I had. I took it to Best Buy and they gave me a $400 for it, which is just about what I paid for it. And so that that wow. helped us with getting wow. the credit to be able to get me onto an M2 and then to get Mallory an M2. And it's important to shop around with where you're going to take things back because uh, Janine's right. You you Or you may be like myself and the nearest Apple store is like 170 miles away. Wow. Yeah. yeah, my only experience with sending back to Apple was an M1 MacBook Pro that um, I had that I used to offset the cost of getting the M1 Mini because I thought the Mini was a much better machine at the time and I got it a little higher spec. Uh, I did have to fill out the online form, but similar to Michael, that nearest Apple store for me is hour and a half, hour 45 minutes away. Uh, so. Uh, I haven't been into the Best Buy. I may try that the next time I need to trade in. This air yeah. right now is going in because I need a Space Black Pro. So. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, right, because I had exactly the same experience. I took in a Mac Mini, the, actually one the original one that I got, and uh, the M1, and they said, no, we don't take it here. You have to, exactly what you said, Janine, you've got to put that in a box and send it to someone. And... Um, yeah, that was that was weird because it was that, and there was something else that they didn't take. Uh, it probably would be the Mac Mini or the Mac Studios. I don't know why though. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They take everything else. I think the iMac as well. They don't take the iMacs in. They yeah. will never let you trade in the current version. So whatever is currently out that has not yet been replaced or superseded by something else, they will not take. So, for example, up until yesterday, they wouldn't take probably an M2 Max. MacBook, mm. but today, gotcha. but as of today, they will. You know, so whatever it is, so like the iPad tenth gen that I have, I took in to trade in because I, I wasn't using it anymore, and I was actually giving it to my mum, but she didn't want it. Long story, she did. She likes the one with the home button, so that was that. So I took it back to the store to trade in, and they said, "No, we can't take that." 
and that's because it's in current it's currently available basically so anything that's oh. currently available you can't take in so the, even the apple watch ultra if you wanted to upgrade to the two you can now you can trade in but you wouldn't be able to do that before it was announced so that seems to be the way they do it but um yeah, and of course you're absolutely right, Michael. You are you are kind of being ripped off a little bit because you could definitely get more, but the ease of just going in and doing mm-hmm. the trading, honestly, it's a very individual. If you can be bothered with the trading or the, the the selling privately thing, or whatever, I mean, and you're absolutely right. Actually, so there's lots of shops and stores that will probably offer you a bit more. So maybe it is worth shopping around for trade-ins. Actually, that's not a bad deal. Oh, yeah. um, I want to mention. So, I mean, the iMac, of course. No change to the iMac at all, apart from the processor bump. That's it. Uh, I want to talk about prices. So, uh, and I think Apple finally, it felt a bit all over the place for a while, but I think finally they've got a handle on the the options that are available now. So you've got the MacBook Air 13-inch and 15-inch with the M2, which will no doubt become an M3 next year, and we'll get all excited about that. Not really. Um, the MacBook Pro 14 and 16, you've got the iMac, you've got the Mac Mini, the Mac Studio, which to me still feels a bit of an oddity, and the Mac Pro. So, you know, I, I can see how they're stepping it up. You know, you, you've got the, this. And interestingly, on the on the Apple Canada site, the MacBook Air with uh, M1 is still there. They're yeah, still here on the U.S. store too. They're still selling that because it's under a thousand dollars. It starts at ah. under a thousand dollars, rather. So they're they're targeting education with that. Mm. Uh, so it'll it'll be around for a bit, I would imagine. It's a nice machine, that. It was a really nice machine. Um, start so in Canadian pricing mm-hmm. for our beautiful Canadian audience. Um, starting at twelve nine nine Canadian for that MacBook Air thirteen, and then if you move up, then we're lo- looking at starting at fourteen four nine for the MacBook Air a 13 and 15 inch with the M2 chip. And obviously there are individual prices for various specifications of that beyond that, but the from price is 14.49. The MacBook Pro 14 and 16 inch, that starts at 2,099 Canadian. I love that on the website it says, or 94.91 a month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with your Apple with your- card. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, the new iMac is 16.99. And um, I just have to say this because I love saying it. The Mac Mini starts at seven nine nine. Which you know, when anybody tells me Macs are not affordable, I will say, yeah, but there's always that one. There's the Mac <laughs> Mini, and of course, if you go further up, you're talking um, was it two thousand six hundred ninety nine for the Mac Studio, and if you want a Mac Pro, it starts at eight nine nine nine. With or without wheels? Uh, without wheels, <laughs> without that's an wheels. extra thousand dollars. Probably, uh. it's ridiculous. So that's the pricing and that's the layout. So that is what we have on offer uh, to us. Um, and honestly, that base level MacBook Air M1 with the 13 inch with the M1, I think that would be more than enough for most people, to be perfectly honest. And the same with the Mac Mini. And I think now with the Mac Mini, you're you're on the M2. So, you know, you'd be getting the latest for that 799. Well, not the latest, but the, you know, the, the most current version for, for that so now I'm going to have to yeah. check at Best Buy and see if they'll take my uh, 2020 Intel. <laughs> <laughs> see what I can get from them for that uh, other Shh. Mac Mini. Ooh. They took the 2019 Intel, so I bet they'll take it. <gasps> there you go. Oh, and here in the U.S., and I'm sure in Canada, Black Friday 
is coming, mm-hmm. and some of those sales are starting already. So keep it's looking. Black Friday month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, do you guys get that? I, I don't. I find this really strange. So Amazon here in the UK, and maybe the same in in the US and Canada. I don't know. But here in the UK, whenever a new Apple product comes out, it's immediately discounted. Like, immediately. There'll be like $50 off it, $60 off it. You know, it's, it's like all of a sudden. And I think, how do they do that? Apple do this. Pure volume. Yeah, it must be. It, it really must be. But they, and, and they offer it on, like, easy payments and stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's amazing to me how they actually they do it. Um, but... Yeah, there are, there are lots of different ways to get these machines. That's the thing. And of course, like I say, and as we've said, refurbished is always an option. You know, it's been, it's, it's been a difficult event to follow this one because um, we've been kind of left without much. I was expecting something new. I don't know what it would have been. I mean, I think the most exciting they might have gone would be Magic Keyboard, Magic Mouse with USB-C. Or hopefully... I mean, not that I use it anymore, but I remember the USB, uh, well, not the USB, but the Lightning um, Magic Mouse, which had that ridiculous connector at the bottom. Oh, yes. I still have one of those, the, believe it or not. The worst design ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you want to charge your mouse, you now can't use your mouse. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> that was brilliant. What a great <laughs> idea that was. Um, I think Johnny Ive was in the pub that day when they were designing that one. <laughs> Um, but the Magic Keyboards, um, I mean, again, what are you guys using? Because are you, are you, I, I, I don't use those devices anymore. I use um, the MX Keys, so I don't oh, really bother I love with my them. MX Keys. Love it. But I do have a Magic Keyboard here, and I do use it for the Mini at the moment because I can't get the MX to pair with the Mini for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. But um, But how long has that keyboard had a fingerprint sensor? Um, mm, that's a good question. Since minor, the, yeah. I want to say, uh, since the M1, actually. Since the M1 okay. iMac. Okay. Yeah, that's when okay, they brought gotcha. Touch ID to the... So it was, yeah. Because that really, I mean, I haven't bought a Magic Keyboard since probably 2020, so that would make sense. And you get the full-size one now. You get the full-size one with the nomadic keypad, and oh, that yeah. has Touch, touch ID, ID in it as well. I've got one, but I can't find Ooh. it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got one, too. I, I actually bought mine renewed off of Amazon when I bought one because I recently, more recently there bought my version of that one uh, to go with my Mac Mini that's now in mm-hmm. the living room. Why is that not being made available to third parties here? Why can't I get a Logitech MX keys with Touch, with touch ID? ID? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be oh, cool? That would be nice. Where it would, would they awesome. put it? Where would it? Well, wait a minute. Same I'm just place. looking at mine here, and right above the, uh, right in the, uh, the below the six pack, and right above the cursor area. Ooh, that is a lot of empty tea. space. Yeah, well, there's a not lot of empty space there. Parties, not giving third uh-huh. parties the option. Why not just sell me the button? Like, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. all costs, yes. you know, forty nine <laughs> bucks. But can I just get the Touch ID Bluetooth, you know, button uh-huh. so I can use whatever keyboard I like? Yes. Yeah, because it, it, it seems weird that, I mean, oh, yeah, I suppose you can see the, the concerns around maybe opening it up. But you kind of think, yeah, but, you know, it's such a useful feature. And it's funny because I, I do like the Magic Keyboard, but I really prefer the, the MX Keys. If I'm going to use a keyboard, I'd much rather use that. And I do miss the Touch ID because it's always, the, it's like 
Apple Pay. You know, you're just like, you can just instantly, bang, that's it, done. Um, I mean, I will say, I mentioned this the other day, actually, about the Apple Watch. I love the fact that I can just sit down next to my Mac and it just unlocks. And Isn't I'm that in. great? Oh. And it's funny because Sean and I were talking about this and I'm like, you just can't do that on a PC. You know, I mean, the closest <laughs> I've got, and I have to say it's very good, is the Windows Windows Hello on my Lenovo. That is mm-hmm. good. That is actually pretty good. Um, although I have realized that my Lenovo is, is getting old because uh, I think it's getting short-sighted because um, I have to keep leaning in <laughs> to the screen. It can't see me. It's like, can't see you. Come closer. Oh, that's better. Feels like I'm talking to my gran. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's about the, I mean, that face ID feature essentially on there is, is great. And I kind of think, God, why, why does my Lenovo have that? <laughs> my MacBook doesn't yet. What is going on? Because that's another great feature. And again, that could be something that with the studio display, you could implement that. You could implement it with an iMac. Again, another reason to have an iMac. What a cool mm-hmm. reason. Um, mm-hmm. If that was available, of course, but it's not. Um, but it, it's, it's been, it's, it's, interesting to see the development of these products and it's it's interesting to see where it's going but i i kind of wonder if perhaps and i know they won't do this but it kind of feels like we're at a stage where apple could really take the foot off the pedal for a year yeah and just not give us any new updates to processors for a year i'm so glad you said that because it just feels like the market is just saturated and the same thing with iphones just take a year okay take a year and kind of let let things sort themselves out on the software side too please just take an extra year to work on refining yeah. what's already here so i don't know Damasi, if you know the answer to this or michael if you do because i certainly don't but how is this m3 processor with all of the energy shifting and things like that and the memory management is that going to affect voiceover performance at all I'm going to take a wild guess and say no, because I really don't think anybody is touching the older code of voiceover. Like they're adding yeah. the new features to Mac OS to kind of keep it somewhat in parity with iOS's voiceover. But I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's actually touching the old parts of that code. And I think that's where we're seeing the the issues, the, the you know, the beach balling, the safari mm-hmm. busy, which, mm-hmm. you know, is... is Come on, please. Can well, I, can, Safari can we not working? responding anymore. That's yes. the upside. Yes. 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 Safari right. decided not to respond. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and now with I, the... I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jenny. No, I was going to say with the latest update of Sonoma, uh, it's introduced some other problems with synthesizers changing and all sorts of things with voiceover. So it's oh, rather well, thank interesting. thank you, Janine. Yeah, don't update. to Sonoma. Do, thank do you not. so much. Well, yeah, just hold on for a bit. <laughs> But under the iCloud settings in Sonoma, if you choose yeah, the yeah. more option, you can synchronize your voiceover, it looks like. I'm oh. not sure how that works. Yeah, it's one of the new options under the maps and shortcuts. If you scroll all the way down, there's voiceover to synchronize that. And then voiceover utility. So I'm not quite sure what the difference is, but those are two options that are currently on right now for me. Um, someone told me that she's seen a synchronized voiceover settings under iCloud cloud in the ipad os beta so i'm not sure what that means but maybe mm-hmm. with all of these things going to the m processors and uh, getting more advanced maybe we can finally set up voiceover once and just have the same voiceover settings over all of our devices oh, that, that would be, be so, be so good. nice that would be awesome. huh. 
I just feel that there's a lot of issues still underlying, as you say, Damasi, in the original code. And I think that's the problem, that the, that original code is still sitting there. There's still a problem in there. I mean, that's Safari not responding issue that a lot of people talk about. Um, that's baked in somewhere. And, you know, no matter what processor you have, no matter the latest and greatest, you could buy that Mac Pro and Max out and you would still get the same issue. It's a coding error somewhere. And I, I just wish Apple would just take a bit of a beat on the software development side, like you say, Damasi, and actually fix some of these issues going forward. Because a lot of us, we want to use these machines. We love our Mac. We want to use it. I certainly do. And I just get so frustrated by it at times. And it, it just it does my head in at times, you know. We're out of time. That's what the music means. Uh, so, yeah, we're done. Um, <laughs> Mr. F will be in touch saying get lost. So, uh, yeah, time to, to move over. But listen, uh, thank you guys so much for staying up late with me and uh, talking all about the big Halloween event that was Apple's Scary Fest. Um, not very scary, though, uh, if I'm honest, although the prices are. But Scary to your wallet. Yeah, exactly. That's about the only thing, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, really, really cool to have you guys on. Uh, Michael Babcock, uh, Damasi Thomas, and Janine Stanley, thank you guys. You're all available across the world on podcasts all over the place. Janine's on That Real Blind Tech Show with our good friend Brian. Uh, Damasi, you're on Technically Working. You're also with uh, Michael on Unmute as well. Michael does that and a million others. So go check them all out. Thank you, guys. Catch you soon. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.